0: Hunt. Hunt. That's the best one right
1: there. It's funny, my teammate said, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well,
0: you know, I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like the master in the, you know, Padawan.
1: It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning.
0: up. It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package Podcast, Go Pack Go. Good night, man. I'm so excited. Let's roll. Let's
2: roll. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the one Package Podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer, joined as always with Kyle and our producer, Hank. Hello. Hello. And, uh, you know, after last week, Hank, with the amazing uh, According to Hank, he... We talked right after the pod, Uh, you know, he talked some shit about sparkling water. I, for one, am a bit of a fan. So, to start things off, I have some cherry bubblies for both Hank and Kyle. Thank you, Spence. Thank you so much. We're going to have a very quick taste test here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the good audio.
3: It tastes like if you let don't Kool-Aid sit out for like 6 months.
2: I'll take that's not too bad.
3: And like somehow like all the sugar disappeared.
2: The reason I like bubbly or sparkling water is just cuz like I'm used to chugging way too much not chugging but drinking way too much Mountain Dew and it's like okay, I don't need oh, sugar. You need the
3: you're, you're a pea brain where yeah. you need the stimulation of carbonation. <laughs> exactly. That's but you're not to getting it, the yes. taste, so you got to. Yeah. Got it.
1: Yeah. I, I would say it's like breath of cherry. Oh. More of that Yeah. More that's a hint. About, yeah. And, like, the motto being no calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. <laughs> I think it should be, like, no calories, no sweeteners, some smiles. <laughs> because only some of us are smiling right mm-hmm. now.
3: I will say, though, the second sip was much better. I'm it's actually, I think it's growing on me already.
1: The, like, some of them are pretty, like, blah. But, like, I, to be fair, like, this, like, you can actually
2: kind of taste the cherry. Let's see, and that's what I'm going for. It's, like, it's. I'd rather drink this than water, and you know, it's between soda and water. Yeah, you can't drink
3: all this soda. All right, that's enough bubbly talk. All
2: right, way more than... Wait,
3: no free ads, that's enough sparkling water talk.
2: There we go. Um, So, to start things off, we did win this week. Got the monkey off our back, but first, I think we'd be remiss to not mention the NFC North, most notably, we are recording in Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings, what a beautiful, I'm sure you guys saw the call from Paul, Paul Allen at Allen, the yeah. end there. Just another day in the life of a Vikings fan.
3: Yeah, that was, it was so, it's so cruel how that transpired too, because he, the way the call goes down, if you haven't heard the call, I mean, pause it and immediately go watch it. It, it is worth every second. I'll he, put it in
2: right here. High snap, put down, Joseph,
3: Right. All my okay, so as you can see, he he says "good" and like that. He 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 stretches out the "good" long enough to where, if you're listening to that in the car, you're you have yeah. that moment of yes, <laughs> yes, like you have that flash second of hope and like you know they won and you know celebration, and then all of a sudden, oh my god, he missed it, and it's. Like I can't imagine the roller coaster of emotions that a listener went through if they listened to the game in their car.
2: I didn't think of that either. You would imagine there would have been some viral videos of reactions, but because oh. it was on the radio, no one was recording radio themselves reactions. listening to <laughs> yeah. it. That
3: w- that actually Damn, would that be amazing good. content, though. Damn. Damn.
2: Damn. Maybe maybe next time. Once. But again, then again,
3: this is such a rare occurrence, and I'm so <laughs> glad it happened to Paul Allen because it's like, how do you mess that? up? up man like come on
2: i did put out that clip of all his uh great calls during vikings terrible demises at the end of games but it's once again one of the reasons why wayne larvey is so great for the packers is that he's very even keel so he doesn't allow himself to have those terrible calls like that
3: what's your favorite of that little uh compilation you put together
2: this i mean this one was pretty good (laughs) if it were higher stakes it probably would have been number one but the, the best is the Cardinals back oh, in the day. Oh okay. where, he, where he's where he's like the, no. this can't be it. This can't no. be the and, and plus it also benefited the Packers too. If that didn't happen, the Packers wouldn't have made the playoffs yeah. that that year.
1: Speaking of not being it, when do we just like when does Paul Allen start to just think that maybe he's not it and mm. maybe he's the problem after Ooh. being there for all these moments? And I mean if I if I, I feel like a smarter man In those moments between a like before a field goal, it'd be like, as a fan, I'm getting out of the booth. I'm getting out of the booth here, yeah, and I'm gonna do what I can do for my team.
3: Fall on the sword, yeah.
2: It's one of the weird things where, even play-by-play guys, I guess less so than reporters, but you're supposed to be a little unbiased. And he, I don't, I can't imagine there's a more biased uh, play-by-play guy out there. Close, Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: And so, like, if you're gonna do that, just be a
2: fan then. Mm-hmm. exactly and he wears it on his sleeves it is kind of cool though that he did start off from calling horse races here locally at canterbury and mm. eventually just moved up the ladder to calling vikings games but either way i still fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> moving on we do have a podcast this week as you can tell because we're talking uh we'll have our pick six back we it's more of a game this week unlike last week where it was just kind of crawling out of the depression hole Mm -hmm. so we'll have pick Mm -hmm. six review of the game uh we'll have is kyle an idiot as always we might have take news if there's time and we'll have a preview predictions of the niners game and of course we'll send it off with according to hank but first pick six yes pick six All right, pick six for the week. Uh, Starting things off where I think anyone could guess. uh, More of the same. First quarter, third and one. Goff hits Quentin Cephas for a 47-yard gain. Uh, I think we all remember who was on that one. Kevin King, once again. Uh, He got beat twice Twice. on the play. Immediately off the line where I don't even know if Cephas made a move. (laughs)
3: Yeah, which is it's because again, yeah, yeah, it was third and one, so it's weird that yeah, when Cephas is initially open, he's not thrown to right away, but then yeah, Kevin King just kind of, kind of laxes a little bit and then gets beat a second time. It was very frustrating.
1: Well, and imagine like Kevin King, you're like, oh, that's awesome! Like I didn't just get burned there.
2: Yeah. And then, he didn't throw my way. Yeah, like, how can this? And it got worse. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those too. I guess I hadn't thought of it until now. Where we keep pushing for Kevin, <laughs> if he is going to play outside again, to press at the line. But I guess seeing that on third and one, and he is playing close to just completely fall flat is pretty bad. Uh, but
3: yeah, I mean, was that their first drive of the game? Yes. And yeah, it was just you see that play happen because it's it's just everything that is frustrating about this defense. They get to a third down. Granted, it's a third and short. They yep. They Well, technically, they don't even cover up the initial read of the play, but there's enough time for where Goff doesn't need to go to his initial read. He has enough time to wait, 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 and then he gets open again, and it's a big chunk gain, and it's just like, again, first drive of the game that eventually leads to a touchdown, and it's like, well, no adjustments were made from week one. Like, same old. Here we go again.
2: It was one of those two where he had so much time in the pocket, 47 yards was almost better than I was expecting With him going deep, it's like, oh, God, if they catch this, it's a touchdown. oh, actually not. But a couple plays later, obviously, they did end up scoring. um, And that play, too, it came out. Matt LaFleur, after the game, uh, he did say, not not directly after the game, but he said that was Kevin. The broken coverage
3: touchdown play where it was, yeah, they did. I mean, and I imagine that's such a, like, that's got to be like day one goal line slash red zone stuff where that route concept of like the whole switching like that has to be like a, a very basic you know assignment thing where you kind of know like yeah. you should see if you see twins on one side you should know that to be prepared who has what if that comes to it and it's just surprising
2: exactly and to piggyback on that too, watching it <laughs> watching the replay you see eric stokes I mean, they do this every time anyways when there's a broken play, but he looks behind him and he's like pointing, looking around, and it's like the rookie knew what he should be doing when Kevin King didn't. Yeah, so.
3: exactly. Just kind of a Kevin King drive in, in a nutshell, and uh, at least the second half turned around a little bit for the cornerbacks.
2: Yeah. Uh, 36 seconds left in the half. Tie game, second and eight. Peckers rush for and Goff. <laughs> Has all the time in the world. Throws it over the middle for a 25-yard pickup. Eventually, they get a field goal. Once again, this is just more of the same. That first half, and I I feel like a broken record where the first six quarters this year especially, it's like I could not remember a single blitz. And seeing that was the play, too, where we were looking at it uh, before we recorded here, Kiki, Gary, Preston, and Kenny all rushing, and no one really does that.
3: Yeah, anymore. it would th- in with those four you would think there's going to be some uncomfortability for the quarterback but it's because it's not like it's Lancaster and Dean Lowry out there like trying to get to the quarterback it's four of our you know main studs on the D line and it was just hard to watch They're like Rashawn Gary's like doing the patty cake thing with his old lineman Preston gets kind of shoved inside by a tight end and then gets buried by the tackle who picks him up and Kenny I mean he got double teamed and was just kind of fighting for his life but just a, a sad attempt.
1: What I want to know is like, you know, like the way Rashawn Gary plays and like kind of does that like pat a cake thing where mm-hmm. it's like going back and forth. Like I just imagine him like saying like, Bane, 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 bang, bang, Bane, bang. bang,
3: <laughs> yeah. bang, bang, bang <laughs> just bang, bang. trying to channel it. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: He is very choppy with every movement he does. It's still, we'll get into it later, but with Z being out, you kind of wish you saw more from Gary too. And like you said, they're... We're going to blame uh, Barry for a lot of this stuff, but at the same time, with those four guys, you would have expected players got to play. Players have got to play. Yeah,
1: we could introduce a new segment: Barry or Gary.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and just kind of a and Gary obviously represents the defense as a whole. Mm-hmm. A ah, little little uh, open source brainstorming. <laughs> I like it.
1: Yeah, this is like this podcast is
2: like at times a workshop.
3: Yeah absolutely
2: very true uh that led us into halftime which I mean that first half was brutal it was there's was a very good meme put out there I forgot Nate Temple I believe is his name where you know very excited guy oh Packers scored a touchdown very unexcited guy here comes the defense and that's all that first half really was hey they scored touchdowns, though, two of them in the first half. That's true. That's pretty cool. It was quite the improvement. pretty
3: cool. Didn't didn't see any of that in week one.
2: It was 17-14 going into halftime. Um, Packers, for the third pick-six play, facing a third and 12 after a sack, and it was one of those moments we all did watch the game together, and after that sack where Rodgers just turns around straight into the guy, mm. it's like, man, this really isn't going well. It's like, are we going to lose this game, and as soon as that – thought kind of creeped in we have that massive bomb to Devonte adams roger said it too where that kind of changed the direction of where the game was going i think everyone started to feel a lot more confident after that play
3: yeah sparked sparked everything um and yeah it was a because it was the very first drive out of half and yep. it was the very first set of downs it wasn't like they hadn't picked up even a first down yet and yeah it was and they're down three at this point so you're just kind of ticked off as it is that the defense just let up 17 points and then oh it's like oh well now we're gonna have to punt the ball away again defense probably gonna have to let up points again and yeah it was like we were watching it and the play happened and we didn't celebrate the way we should have and i'm i'm regretful of that right because we were just so frustrated
1: i'm just like still having trouble celebrating the (laughs) way that i should (laughs) have right like I, i even like yeah after that big play after all the touchdowns, like, I don't know. I still, it's the alchemist, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. There's no gold here. <laughs> but I, I I, think, like, I'm, like, half in the hole, right? Like, if, like I'm just, like, half of me is depressed. Half of me is a little hopeful. So, like, that's how I'm feeling right now. A healthy
3: balance.
2: Two plays later is when Tanyan had that uh, touchdown, too, to go up. And once again, that was their first lead of the season, which... How negative I think everyone felt that far into the game it was like, oh shit, okay, we're actually winning the game now, mm-hmm. which felt surprising. Next pick six play. Uh, the score at this point was 17 to 21. A fourth and one midway through the third. And i I forgot who mentioned it today, but I think we can remember back to that Rams game in 2018. Uh, in L.A. where... The Ty Montgomery the game. The Ty Montgomery game, but that was also kind of the Jair Alexander game. The first game where we were mm. like, oh, this guy might be pretty good. Fourth and one, like I said. Goff throws it outside. Eric Stokes in coverage. Mm. Denies it. Turnover on downs. Great coverage. Could this be the Eric Stokes game, perhaps? Oh. He did in the second half. Him and Kevin King did swap where Stokes is playing outside. King was playing inside. So... More snaps, the better. He is the highest rated um, cornerback, rookie corner right now, according to Pro Football Focus, which you always take with a grain of salt. But that was nice to see the defense actually do something.
1: Well, and I'm pretty sure he's higher rated than all the Vikings quarterback cornerbacks right
2: now. Patrick Peterson is bad. Dreadful. He, he does not have legs anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were right last week, too, where he did get a one-year $10 million contract. As bad as Kevin King's is, I mean, maybe you could argue Patrick Peterson's good in the meeting room and shit, but Kevin King... One year 5 million versus Patrick Peterson, one year 10. It's a little I don't, better, I guess.
3: I don't think I've – I maybe I have told this story before, but I'll never forget. My roommate is a Vikings fan, and when I, I was – when, like, free agency started – and this was around the time the Deshaun Watson news, not the not the nasty news, but the <laughs> he wants out of Houston yeah. news. Uh, My roommate just starts going nuts. Like, I'm in my room just chilling, and he just starts going nuts, and they were like, oh, my God oh, I can't, whoa. And I'm thinking, holy <laughs> oh. shit, they just got Deshaun Watson. No way, no way. And I checked Twitter, Patrick Peterson, one-year deer for for 10 million. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> yeah. That's what you freaked out about? Like, he he honestly thought they just won the Super Bowl, his reaction, and I was worried.
2: I, I got a text from a Viking fan, too, um, when that happened. and he I, I remember I was driving, and he texted me, uh, Patrick Peterson, exclamation point, and I was like, I thought he was texting me because of Packers' sign, I'm like,
0: Uh, it was was almost
2: like the Jimmy Graham signing well I guess I could kid myself Uh, yeah that's a name (laughs) yeah exactly but you know he's not looking not not,
3: not what he once was
2: yeah Uh, after that the next pick six play these just kind of doubled up Uh, blast from the past back to back third down conversions uh, to Cobb late in the third a third and 14 and a third and 7 his first receptions from uh, Aaron Rodgers this year but it's for all the flack that some fans had with rogers kind of forcing this Cobb trade it was nice to see him back in that role where he knows where the sticks are you know just settle down make the catch keep the chains and, and to quote
3: in. and to quote rogers himself old faithful
2: yeah
1: yeah and to be fair i feel like those were like catches that you'd see like eq drop last year mm, <laughs> <yes>.
3: <laughs> absolutely
2: or MVS like year one year two for yeah sure.
1: yeah absolutely
2: uh, and that after that, we did score once again to make it 17-28. It, you know, everything was really looking up after that. The last play, the last pick six play, I feel like you kind of have to put it in here just for how different the first half and second half was. Last play, of the third, Jerry Goff fumbles the snap. Packers recover. I believe it was Chris Barnes. And the game is pretty much over after that. One of those, we did blitz a little bit more in the second half, but at the same time, it started to rain. And that seemed to be... A larger detriment. Goff also got sacked when he kind of brought the ball back trying to throw it. It's, I don't know. It's always a yeah, but like <laughs> the yeah butts are a little tougher with Barry than, you know, the same thing with Pettin last year. But a win's a win. The defense kind of showed up. Things could be worse. I'm glad we got the W.
3: Well said.
1: I was just gonna say, Goff is looking like me under pressure out there, right? When I get like a big assignment from work or something, mm-hmm. immediately dropping stuff on the ground,
3: like a school bus.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How do you do? You drop ever have a... to
3: do you have to wash school buses? Like, do school uh, well, buses I don't, come I don't through? Do
1: any of the washing right? Like, I'm just the intake guy, so I I do a lot of forms.
3: Oh, of, okay. Yeah,
1: like I I will hand the keys to each person. Right. <laughs> nice. It, it's a pretty high high-level car wash, and so they need someone very organized. Sure. And um, good under pressure, and um, it's been it's been a little rocky lately, but I have some news later that we'll talk about. That, oh, you know, all in right. In terms of the car
2: wash. T- Exciting. <laughs> Stay tuned for that, everyone. Uh, moving on to the Game Thoughts. Pretty crazy. Uh, we've been recording for what, like 20 minutes here? Is that here. what this is
3: called? Game Thoughts?
2: Game Thoughts, game review, whatever the actual player breakdown. Like thoughts, uh, like...
3: Well... Yeah. T-H-O-T-S?
2: Possibly. We'll, we'll see. Well, Jay Sternberger has gone. He's kind That's of That's how it auto-corrects in my phone. Nice. We've been talking this long. However, we haven't mentioned Aaron Jones, who had four touchdowns oh, in the game. God. 17 carries for 67 yards, an average of only 3.9. The one rushing touchdown and six receptions for 48 yards. The three receiving touchdowns. One of those, it's... A, like the most subtle four touchdown game ever. You know, he didn't have a ton of yards, wasn't really producing a ton in the run game. But, you know, once we were in the red zone, well, the gold zone was back this week. It was nice. Those little, you know, that easy little first touchdown where Rodgers had to throw it all of half of half a yard. Daphne blocking up front. it He makes it look very, very easy. And as everyone knows now too, he lost his chain that contained his... Uh, Father's ashes, but luckily Fleet, the head trainer, <laughs> at like 2 in the morning, found it in the end zone and was able to return it. So that was, at least it was found.
3: I uh, I really like this tweet from Aaron Nagler. And it kind of, I mean, I guess it just kind of clicked for me with like kind of reading this concise point he makes where he says, Aaron Jones makes everything work. Whenever they get away from him for any length of time, the offense is nowhere near as efficient. Everything runner pass works better if it flows through or plays off him. And like, that's just so true. Like if you think about all the times they've struggled, it's Aaron Jones probably hasn't been involved. You look, uh, last 2019, where I think Devontae missed four games, they went four and and it's because you look at the Aaron Jones's numbers in those games. And he was caught four or five balls each game ran for 70 plus yards each game. It's just, it really is that simple where he just makes everything go. If we, if he's the focal point of the offense, they're going to score 28-plus points every week.
2: It, it's funny, too, how early in his career he did have some questions with yep. his hands and his pass blocking. Well, and his health. And his health, too. Yeah, very early on. And now it's just like you he's, said. He's
3: ever – like he – at this point, honestly, as, as crazy as this seems, I honestly would be more worried if – jones misses an extended length of time than i would be if adams did
2: god i thought you were gonna say Rodgers for a second well yeah yes. i mean come yeah, on yeah you're, you're absolutely right but in I,
3: terms I of skill that. guys yeah i like i just think he's entering that territory where Devonte was a year or two ago where it's like we all know he is one yeah. of the best at his position but the rest of the world just doesn't seem to be there yet and i think this might be a season where it's like oh aaron jones is top three at his position and i think that might be a consensus opinions. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, like I I totally agree and I think one one thing I will say is like there's when we do go away from him it seems to be like those really weird games where he just gets like bodied, right? right? Like Tampa Bay yep. and then the 49ers. And like I don't know if that's necessarily him. Like I think like my low IQ brain is kind of like, "Oh, a small man, big body mm. hitting him, he must not be so strong," <laughs> you know? And and um and and so I I like I wonder though if like the design if it's just like a design thing too like it, like he can't, he can't there's no space for him to move or like what the deal is but it, that it, it is like strange
3: that game plan against Tampa Bay last year is still perplexing to me how they were trying to just push everything outside the tackles all these sweeps and yeah. like trying to outrun Devin White it's like come on like run
1: between in, in the both, tackles in both times
3: yeah. And, yeah, you're absolutely right, where if the game plan is not suited for Aaron Jones or we're going away from him, yeah, the offense just gets in this weird, stalled
2: pace. That's true. Very true. someone who I think we, well, Hank would have liked to see. A.J. Dillon, he did just have the five uh, rushes for and 18, a 3.6 average, one catch for eight, which catch is of the really year, nice.
3: Catch of the
0: year. Yeah,
2: nice little ballerina. Toe tab. Toe stomp, as I would <laughs> put it, with his gigantic legs. I thought it was Tunyon at first when he made the catch because it was such a big dude and he was able to get up there and make it. So once again, you know, coming out of college, everyone said he couldn't catch. He's once again proving that to be wrong.
1: Well, and I, I just it's so hard because we get these little moments with AJ Dillon, you know. Um it's mm-hmm. like when Aunt's friend Janie comes over and like she's lifting up her skirt to tie her shoes, mm-hmm. and you're just like kind of like getting your like Wow, Janie, there's a lot more you have to offer. <laughs> and so like I just, you know, sometimes the temptation is just overwhelming. Yeah, sometimes and it's so sometimes it is like that with AJ Dillon and you're just like you see the skirt kind of go up a little just,
3: bit. Just let me see more.
1: Yeah, and um and <laughs> more of them legs, yeah. All of a sudden like I'm I'm like excited, my pits are going and I just okay. I'm not sure exactly what to do. And so like I I just I don't know, AJ Dillon he just – I think about him a lot.
2: We know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on, the other guy who saw him a lot of time in the backfield, Dominique Daphne. We didn't talk too much about him or see much of him week one, but especially with Deguara being out. Daphne played 45% of the snaps on Monday night, and he actually out-snapped Robert Tunyon, which is kind of surprising. So I guess we'll see how involved he'll be going forward. Sp-
3: Speaking of tight ends, I actually think we can do report some uh, breaking news as of this recording. I believe that he's going to the Seahawks. Maybe not. All right. Great breaking news Sorry there, Kyle.
2: <laughs> I thought it was great, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'll keep going. We'll see what you find out there. Uh,
3: yes, Seahawks. Sternberger to the Seahawks. Just oh, really? The practice squad? Yep. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, you
1: know what? That one of the blonde boys is gone.
3: Who's the other blonde boy? Oh, Autumn. Mr. Autumn.
1: Yeah, Mr. Autumn's. It rhyme, rhymes with Cy Hummer. Bummers. <laughs> okay. we'll ta- bummer.
2: We'll talk about him later, too, because we saw a couple things during the game with him. Uh, moving on oh, to yeah. qu- quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. 22 completions on 27 attempts, 255 yards, the four touchdowns. And, I mean, God, there was a couple of them. I mean, what? The three to Jones had the air yards of, what, 10 yards total maybe? Half a yard, yeah. Yeah, not much, uh, but once again, pretty good game. That throw to Tunyon, just whizzing (sighs) by the defender's helmet. It's like
3: that throw is so damn ridiculous, and I... We we take it for granted. Like I'll say it every week. We we take Aaron Rodgers for granted. And I'm gonna forget about that throw in a yeah. month. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not gonna remember it. But it's it's if like Jameis Winston made that throw, it'd be a top five throw of his career. <laughs> right. If if yeah. any if Derek Carr made that throw, it'd be a top five throw of his career. It just such an insane throw. Like and the Peyton Manning reaction says it all. And I actually that line that they said where the ball caught him. It's perfect. Like, literally, that I think is the new way I'm going to describe Aaron Rodgers is the ball catches the wide receiver. He, like, he throws it to where you don't have a choice but to catch the ball.
2: That's what I always say about this pod. The pod caught Hank. Wow. Oh, Thank you, Hank. Thank that you. really means a lot. Yeah, Peyton Manning, he literally fell backwards in his chair and then started eating the football he was holding for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice bounce-back game from Aaron. A uh, little shaky early, but once again, after the Devontae Adams deep bomb, he missed mbs three times but whatever that's gonna
3: oh man there it's like a it's like a, a boiling pot that is just ready to erupt like when that I finally hope. connects it, it it's going to be fireworks
1: have you ever like been in an office environment i had an office job as a temp for a while right mm-hmm. and basically what i did was i just was like the paper guy yeah mm-hmm. i was just like the paper guy and so they'd be like here's some papers like run these to not <laughs> file run this to like yeah. an office and there was just like one cool guy that always wore metallica shirts nice and and like you know you just like someone like cool that you kind like you just want to be their friend and you're like damn this guy like just an aura like, you know probably plays video games um probably like lives in an apartment and long hair long hair orders pizzas on the weekend but it never gains any weight Mm and always face looks great but probably doesn't like overwash and but then you have a conversation with him and it's like (laughs) you you know like (laughs) you get like a little too excited and like you constantly are like interrupting each other or like maybe maybe Blake doesn't want to talk about what you want to talk about that day or like he's not super into you know like cars and motorcycles like you think he'd be and mm-hmm. and then it just never goes anywhere where are we going with this that's just the kind of chemistry i feel MVS and Aaron have oh, wow <laughs> that okay that actually
3: did
2: come home <laughs> I was wondering which way you're gonna go with that one too. I you stuck the landing. That was well worth it.
3: <laughs> like that is very true though. Like there's dudes where you're like, oh yeah, this guy seems cool. We have similar interests, and then yeah, you you get to the actual friendship part, and it's like this isn't. Uh, yeah. Why is this not working? It Aaron, should on paper this should work beautifully, but it's not working.
1: Aaron's like your name's Marquez. You're a streamer, mm-hmm. and like you have a really cool dog. Two dogs Two dogs Really cool You know like You know I know it's not the same coast But you lived on the ocean Like we're both ocean boys And um I I don't know It's Yeah it's weird It's a really good point I guess
2: we'll see It's a long season A long season to uh, Build that chemistry We do have an extra game So maybe that will occur And since we're on it Cool guys with long hair How do we feel About Aaron Rodgers hair We didn't We haven't talked about it too much Week one Especially the grease The grease pulled back I think it's an aggressive move. His hair is starting to thin a little bit right in the center there, but today his presser on Wednesday it it honestly looks like he was holding out of shampooing and conditioning his hair until the Packers won. Like he probably rinsed before, but we're getting that volume. It is weird. Again.
3: I just think, yeah, there there just seems to be volume missing where there's just not a not a lot of texture up top but yeah like you said it it did look like it was fluffing today and uh yeah very good hair day for mr 12
1: yeah i so after after the pod last week i i don't get out of the house much besides work and so i was taking advantage of it and you know i was like i can sneak this down into the basement before uncle sees but i went to five guys Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you get a bag of food at Five Guys, like, you know, the outside starts to get that, like, grease stain. Mm.
2: That's how you know it's good. Mm. Yeah, that's
1: like, I imagine if we put a bag, a brown bag over Aaron's head, (laughs) that's more or less what (laughs) the residue that would would leave. Over, over... (laughs) a <laughs> couple minutes
3: it would start to appear yeah
2: yeah F- not five, a bad
3: observation five either. guys
2: bag or or uh disgusted aaron Rodgers <laughs> with the bag over his head yeah that's a, that's a good point moving on to receivers Devonte adams had eight receptions for 121 yards uh that first i mean
3: quietest 121 yards ever
2: he he just has like every every game he has is the quietest whatever game. yeah like, honestly week in and week out he did his first catch of the game too it probably could have been a pick six play where he made that you know five yard gain into a first down where he literally juked the shit out of three guys and just ran out of bounds
3: it, there's gonna be a game where he he's gonna have like 27 catches in 200 yards and just be like
2: <laughs> wow he really he had 27 catches huh
3: yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah wow. Devonte plays yeah. in that game yeah uh, moving on, Randall Cobb, three receptions for the 26 yards. Like we mentioned, he had the two first down catches. MVS, three targets, zero receptions. Like I said, Rogers said he could have had three touchdowns, but it, he felt oh, so bad that he missed them three times. Oh, it's, it's bubbling. It's bubbling. You know,
3: when zoomed. you're making mac and cheese, you see the the bubbles at the bottom Ooh. start to slowly float up, and it's like, oh, it's almost time to get these noodles wet. Yeah, yeah it's almost time to get the noodles oh, wet. yeah.
2: Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Ellen Lazard, no targets. I believe he only has one reception, if not one reception, one target on the season. Um, I guess we're figuring out what this offense is with Randall Cobb and Amari Rodgers. Go ahead, hurry up yeah. and
3: say it. The Tunyon touchdown. He was wide open.
2: Oh yeah, he was open on the Tunyon touchdown. But who really? You can't argue when you have a touchdown on the place. Yeah,
1: so. I, I wonder. Like Cobb had to have thrown like the biggest Allen wrench. Into Lazard's season. Whoa. Out of of anyone. Was
3: that, I mean, that pun had to have been intended. Come on. Well,
1: yeah, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was (laughs) was thinking of it. You You work on cars or you see cars. I see a lot of cars. And and they might have branches. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. Not as much washing, but like, we do have a guy named Rick who comes in, you know, when someone makes a mistake, you know, and maybe something needs to be put back together. And mm-hmm. he he he's a big wrench guy. Has lots of wrench. His red toolbox. Cool.
2: You know, so, <laughs> sometimes I open up Hank for, I open up Hank to comment or you know keep talking a little bit. And I'm like, okay, where is this gonna I go? Love, it's
3: like the Michael Scott <laughs> meme where it's like sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where I end up.
2: Uh, the last receiver to talk about, as I promised, I didn't think it would happen this early, but EQ was moved up from the practice squad this week because they were playing his brother, which was nice. Because they had to get the jersey swap. Had to get the jersey swap. So Equ- Equimius Tristan in Hopetep, Jay St. Brown had one reception for zero yards. So there Wait, you go. really? When? When was his... Very late in the game, yeah. Oh, okay. He had the one, I think it was a little screen or a little out route, and yeah, gained no yards. Well, good for him. Yeah, it was good for him. Robert Tunyon, the three catches for 52, obviously had the touchdown we've talked a lot about. That
3: first screen pass, just the beautiful. The two,
2: two other catches were screen passes, and yeah, it's nice to see, like the entire offensive line just moved
0: I together. See,
3: I think it was the same exact play that the Saints used to burn us on fourth and seven. It was action and motion on one side, and then tight end had the whole defense and yeah i think the, it looked what, very similar one of those
2: fun plays where when the ball is in the air and right after he catches it it's like you know it's getting at least because yeah
3: you see you don't see any opposing helmets you see three big piles of beef in yep. front of the pass catcher and it's like this is good news
2: the other tight ends deguaro was out with a concussion from last week big dog blocked and jay sternberger got cut
3: deguaro back at practice today Yep, Deguire sure.
2: was back at practice today, so that's good. I think we were all really scared week one when he went down after, you know, coming back from that ACL injury. Because it's and- one of
3: those where you just go limp, sorry Hank, but he just, like, when he went down, he was just, like, limp, didn't move. I hate those. Yeah.
1: yeah, I just want a clarification. When you say Jace got cut, you mean cut, cut, not fresh cut.
2: <laughs> yeah as we, yeah he got cut was, he would he w- if if
3: jace got a fresh cut spence would be much more pissed off reading that news
2: <laughs>
1: yeah oh, God. how many dots under the instagram photo um when jace gets that like how many different angles are we getting of that fresh
2: cut at least three and you know he's yeah taking the barber and everything in the ig post too but hey.
1: and will one of the
3: pics be a mirror <laughs> yeah. mirror selfie
2: with with a flash on just to be a little bit more edgy <laughs> yeah. in it too but yeah good luck to jason seattle uh moving on to the offensive line rogers was sacked three times two of them were late but it's kind of just like crumple over whatever type sacks nothing i'm not too i'm not too worried right now but they were good crumples where like he's in the infant good fetal crumples. fetal position before well, someone hits him not so you know the second he's, one
3: where he He was patting, and then he went to go leave the pocket, and boom, that was a pretty big collision. Yeah,
2: that one wasn't
3: good, but the other ones were fine and yeah the last one was my favorite because it was 35 17 with like a handful of minutes left you know game decided he gets sacked and
2: elton is just
3: pissed off yeah you love seeing that shit from your old lineman he was mad as hell
2: and let's talk about him right now we weren't able to talk about him much last week he did pop up on the injury report today Ooh, he that's did right. he didn't practice with an ankle injury matt did sound pretty positive though so at least it's nothing long term i will no fight. To play this week, so I don't we'll want to see. get ahead
3: of myself, but I can't think of a player outside of Rodgers that I would want to miss the game less.
2: It's it's weird, yeah, because Brian Balaga and David Bakhtiari against this uh, opponent, yeah, that's yeah, because we would have to shuffle things around. We'll have to see, but I think we do need to talk about Elton Jenkins just he's turning into one of the best offensive linemen in the league very, very quickly. Like already. It's weird how um, I'm already looking. A lot of people are to next year, his contract year. And we're going to fall into this weird thing. Like we did with Jermichael Finley, who's a douchebag um, (laughs) back in the day where when his contract was up, there was a big argument where he wanted to be paid as a top wide receiver, not a top tight end. And now with Elton, it's oh. like you almost want to stick him in at guard, at least this year when we still have Billy Turner and Del- Dennis Kelly, because you know he'll be able to play right tackle. Get that long term deal wrapped up, maybe lean more towards top guard bunny than tackle, yeah, and then move him over to right tackle. I mean, yeah, that all sounds nice <laughs> as <laughs> know, words, but like
3: Elton and his agent are dummies.
2: Like, Ab- absolutely. He is the most versatile offensive line. Plus,
3: ideally, league. like he would be plugged in at right tackle.
2: Right, which is something I've said. Yeah, you
3: were on that boat very early. Which
2: It it just makes sense where he's your second best offensive lineman. Billy Turner has been kind of up and down at tackle. And And the freakiest
3: athletes on the field line up across the left and right tackles. All he
2: does is eliminate defenders. So, yeah, you'd want to put that out on the edge. Uh, John Runyon started in place for Lucas Patrick, who had the concussion. He did still play. Lucas Patrick... Was and on special teams, we'll see if they go back to him. But
3: special teams, just like field goals. Yep,
2: yep. That's literally what he. did. Yeah, three of those. Hmm. Uh, So John Running, he held up fine. Um, Chris Myers is the top rated rookie center. Josh. God damn it,
3: Chris. Where'd you get that from?
2: Chris Myers is a sports radio guy, or is he the guy
3: on Fox?
2: Yes, that's who it is. Yeah, he's the
3: play-by-play.
2: Same thing. So Josh Myers. Yeah, any relation? I I doubt it. I, Myers is pretty common. Yeah, I I, th- I think Josh that. Myers, top rated rookie o- Dude, lineman. Good
1: grocery store too.
3: Myers? I didn't know that was a.
2: I usually stick with I do like High V. I like Lenz and Byerly. Oh, it's kind of fucking. Yeah, well, you kind look of for bougie. It one, yeah. A yeah, bougie.
3: Don't put me on blast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's only there's only one in the area, but yeah the. The young guys up front are still holding up pretty well. Myers, obviously, like we said, and Newman seemed to have a bounce-back game. Billy Turner, haven't heard much from if him. If
3: for some reason you are you still doubt, well, and there's plenty of reasons to doubt uh, Packers brass when it comes to drafting, but if you doubt their ability to scout and draft O-linemen, I... I simply cannot help you.
2: It's ridiculous. I said it last year. I'll say it again for as much shit as we get nationally for not giving Rodgers. Yeah, an first division. round receivers. Ridiculous. The offensive line. He's always had talent up front, and yeah, we really don't miss Jason Spriggs and um, who was the other tackle after we won the Super Bowl? Uh, Derek Sherrod are the only uh, yeah the only higher round draft picks that we really missed on.
1: I so Hank here. Um... Oh, hey, certified hey, thanks, fact checker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just checked a fact that um, I introduced to the group myself. Okay. So. Very um, good.
3: <laughs> here it is. Let's hear it.
1: Yes, and so uh, Myers grocery stores um, mostly Illinois, Michigan area. Okay. Right. Um. So not a That's lot of bear and here. lion territory. Yeah. So. I just wanted to apologize for even speaking that into existence. I okay. feel like okay. um, I feel like I really fucked up there, and hey. I don't. I, I just just know that um, I, I'm giving myself feedback mm-hmm. right away. That's awesome. I, I
3: appreciate the apology. Apology yeah. accepted, and honestly, the apology wasn't necessary, but. Um, I'm also going to hold you to your apology. And you said you are going to get better, and now I expect that.
1: Exactly. And, like, one of the things, like, not just feedback, but immediate feedback, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing you can expect from me. So Perfect. Yeah, like... I mean, you, you are like, the fact checker. We, yeah, we, we, like we literally need basket, immediate feedback. Like, I'm feedback. like a basketball, right? If it doesn't go in the hoop, it comes right back to you. You know.
3: Nice.
2: All right. Well, perfect. Thank yeah. you, Hank. Well, thank you. It's nice for you to, you know, man up and...
1: Um, I, I don't, that's a little triggering for me. <laughs> Man up is something I've heard a lot at home. And okay. I just, you know, I just, I'm just okay. saying like, I, one thing I'll ask, this is the only feedback I'll ever give you. But like, okay. yeah, I just like not, I don't want to think about uncle here. And I just, I can't, I can't, this is a, this is what I would like to consider a safe space from uncle. And um, even, we you know when uncles around aunts telling me to man up too. yep um also other things um i prefer not to be called nancy okay um <laughs> okay and and those are really the big two those are the big trigger trigger things for
2: me all right well with that hopefully this next ad will trigger you to uh, buy something we'll have a quick break here
3: hello american football fans are you trying to score more clients well now it is time to kick off a new email campaign At B2B Data Guy, we pass your message to qualified receivers. We'd love to sit down and talk to you about how we can field your goals. We make sure your emails aren't intercepted
0: by spam filters. Your emails won't get flagged for unnecessary sending. There's no market we can't tackle. We've never punted on a customer.
3: We think we're a pretty fair catch. There's no way we won't insert football pun. With our message to the right audience, it's easy to touch down with
2: qualified leads. Visit B2BDataGuide.com today. All right, moving on to the defense. Uh, sticking to things a little negative here, uh, I did look a couple things up and some of the thoughts that we had. I guess, you know, once again, like we did with Petten last year, there were some nice things. Like it was just 17 points. You know, I guess, yeah. It, zero was, points
3: in the second half.
2: Zero points in the second half when it was raining. You know, uh, also in the first half, the only time we got to stop is when, you know, the Lions committed penalties. But uh, the Packers have the fourth lowest blitz rate in the league Jeez. right now. We are also the only team in the league with only one sack. And it's the least sack sack of all time where, like we said, Goff fumbled the ball and just kind of landed on it. Dude... <sighs> We're also last in pressure in the league, in quarterback I, pressure. I would, so. I would
3: wonder, I would like to see, like, who, who that kind of bottom tier is of blitz rate and then kind of looking at who their, you know, four pass rushers are. Because the Packers are obviously not getting home with four pass rushers. Yeah. So they need to up the blitz rate. But, like, if a team, like... You know the Buccaneers. I know they, the they don't have to. They can rush four all day. They got a bunch of dudes on that D line. I know
2: the Raiders were close there too, and I think their defense has been okay. Yeah. So I don't. One other thing though, the Packers. I don't know how exactly you can track this, but we have the least amount of missed tackles in the league right now too. So that's a little surprising. Whoa! To read. Yeah, that's. But once again, something um, new. I guess well, I'll go into the stats here quick. Jared Goff, uh, twenty six for thirty six, two hundred forty six yards, two touchdowns, one INT, was sacked the one time. He had a couple long runs. He did have the forty six yards rushing. Forty uh,
3: six? Diel- D- That's it. Yeah, it honestly feels like he got that on one run. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was. It wasn't too. And far he had off. like I think like it felt like three or four runs where I, it was like this guy's still running i think he had two that were right around 20 then a couple uh, others that were for not sure. so much that
1: one run jared was running like uncle was after him
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh deandre swift had eight rushes for 37 yards jamal williams had seven rushes for 25 swift also had 41 yards receiving hawkinson their tight end pretty much their only real receiving threat the eight Eight receptions for 66 yards. Obviously, the one touchdown on uh, Devondre Campbell. Cephas had the four catches, 63 yards, had the other touchdown. And Amon Ra, St. Brown, had three receptions for 18 yards. Um, I don't know. Moving right into it, the secondary. Got to talk about Kevin King. Really bad. We've talked about him quite a bit. Like I said, they did move him into the slot. It'll be interesting to see what we do next week going up against the Niners. So... Uh, it just
3: feels, it feels insulting. Like, I don't know. I don't want to use that word lightly, but it really does. Like, everyone sees that Stokes should be yeah. the starter over King.
2: I mean, it is, it is two weeks, but it's, it's the same shit with Kevin. It's, it's always like these we, deep passes. Yeah,
3: it's like, we know, we know what Kevin is and what he's capable of. Let's, let's use his strengths which i mean i'm not even sure what his strengths are anymore <laughs> but they're not to be the the second cornerback on the team like to just like just
2: Make the move. It's something the what are a, we waiting for? One of the big things with Joe Barry's defense when we first hired him on was how he would coach a defense to play to the strengths of the personnel, and I just feel like probably every coordinator. Sure. Well, that. but Petten didn't really do that. He didn't do certain things. He had mm. certain roles he wanted filled, and would have players try to fit that, and. With Kevin King, it's like you're playing to the weakness of some of these guys. You know, there's just no reason at this point. I feel bad for how much I don't like Kevin King, but Me too, we're, we're to that it's,
3: point. Yeah, because uh, every Packers fan is is that way and i yeah like i i feel really bad for kevin king the person because like god damn to boo him yeah when he that's interdosed. come on it's yeah reports were out
2: that he was I hate booed that they announced shit. the defense this week for intros and apparently like, he was like he is running out in front of his home crowd and he yeah. gets booed like that, like that sucks you that can't shit. be doing that shit hopefully it was a low boo you know boos travel further than cheers seem mm-hmm. to in stadiums but yeah still not very
1: a good. nice boo before a yeah oh <laughs> yeah i i just want to praise kevin king for a few seconds here okay. just because oh
3: that's all like, you get a few yeah, seconds
1: yeah well and so we were talking earlier about patrick peterson and spence you said something about how patrick peterson might be like a good locker room guy mm-hmm. and like i just i don't know i was like i i for some reason during the zoom era the COVID era i just feel like we got a really good glimpse into Kevin King as a person, Mm -hmm. like the car interviews with like big gulps and like always carrying like, like he just, Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I just feel like, you know, he's probably like one of those guys that like big gulps, chill, like hanging Mm -hmm. out with you. Like you want to watch a movie at the house later, I'll bring over the candy and like popcorn. And like, if he's making popcorn, he's probably also making it when putting like, like yeah, we, M&M. talk, we M&M. talked M&M. a lot
2: about Eric Stokes. Uh, he had a good game, too. The couple real big pass breakups. He had the nice stop in the end zone as well. He played 77% of the snaps on Monday, too. Was the fourth highest rated player on defense, according to
3: PFF. 77%? 77.
2: So he was... That was like, a lot higher than... It was 8% were... Week 1 and 77. So if nothing else wow. with Joe Barry, it's nice to trending see. Trending in the right direction. Right. He is trending with personnel at least. Hopefully we'll see that on the defensive yeah, line as well. That draft
1: pick is beginning to look like a stoke of dream. It... <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: wow. wow. Uh, that
1: draft pick is beginning to look like a stoke of genius.
2: Okay, I'm well, <laughs> oh I'm God. glad that it was a stoke pun because there's been so many throughout the offseason, that's the one that you stumbled Can on. Can I
1: so. use your bathtub? I'm going to go <laughs> draw myself.
2: <laughs> hey, Hank, it's okay. At least you're trying like Kevin King. So, yeah, he had five targets, only one catch allowed, and forced three in completion, so hopefully we see more of him. JR Alexander, we haven't been able to talk much about him this year because he's... He's in that weird space where he either has a great game where he makes these explosive games or he disappears, which is exactly what you want from your number one cornerback because he just doesn't allow receptions.
3: Yeah, he, yeah, you just don't really even need to t- yeah talk about Jair because his name just doesn't come up because he's he's not getting burnt and he's not getting thrown to, so he's literally just shutting down a third of the field and that is very. Uh, very nice for their peace of mind.
2: Yeah, we'll see what uh, what Joe Barry decides to do with kind of this rotation of where these corners are playing right now, too. Uh, Shannon Sullivan played a bit. Adrian Amos and Savage did, too. Once again, like kind of like J- Jair there, there isn't too much to say about either of those guys. Just still pretty consistent.
3: Yeah, it, seemed, it sounds like the Savage injury in week one was just because they were getting their ass kicked. And I think he did practice all week, and... He did. He did play probably all the snaps. I imagine, so should not be a concern yep. going forward.
2: Yep. I didn't even know he played. Right. Yeah. It, exactly. It's one. Of, it's weird too. And Ben Fennel talked about this last week too, where he said, "I don't know what Savage is because for such a fast, rangy, explosive player, he doesn't make those plays, but he also doesn't mess up yeah. either." So it's kind of. I guess we're still waiting for him to make that jump.
3: Well, no, because I remember probably a year ago exactly,
2: we were probably having this exact
3: conversation. It was worse. We didn't know I remember what was was Savage said.
2: I was like, is he are we going to turn him to a corner because he was not having a It good was like, yeah,
3: back. it was like uh it was like the haha scale or whatever. Yes. And we we're just like we just don't know. We'll just wait and see. And then all of a sudden he just yes. like him and Amos were like the best safety tandem the second half of the year and then yeah, he kinda kinda slow out the gate this year. So I'm I'm not worried whatsoever. I think he's, yeah, he's still gonna be he's able... not
2: making mistakes and that's what you want from yeah, the secondary. But,
3: but I'm like you said, I and Ben said, like I want the explosiveness to start showing up in the game changing plays, and I I'm very confident that will show up.
2: Hopefully. Hopefully we'll see that soon. Uh moving on to the linebackers. Devon Drake Campbell, a lot of people were kinda on him even after this game too. He does you know allow a lot of receptions but he did play 100 of the snaps on monday uh he was the second highest rater or rated player according to pff and once again we said this last year i'll say it again the way pro football focus works is three different guys that they have on their staff watch every single snap of the game and watch an individual player they give him a rating one through a hundred on every single play and they take the average between the three so that's that's how these numbers come together. So and we will use them selectively and yes. trash them do selectively. You, do
3: you
1: think that, like, the guy that gets EQ
2: that game is just like, fuck yeah, early <laughs> night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I do wonder how they do that. But yeah, I like I like Campbell a lot. I said this when we were watching the game. He does allow these receptions. Like, the Hawkinson touchdown. Just a sh- perfect throw. Perfect throw. Great and he, throw. he shouldn't be matched up against Hawkinson either, really. Yeah, well, and, and it was in that kind I mean, of, of red like, zone, that's
3: tough. Yeah, but... I mean it was it was it was good coverage. I mean, you can't really play it any better with that type of throw. It was just a just a perfect throw for yeah. the catch.
2: And he's he does allow the receptions, but he tackles the guys almost immediately, which is an upgrade for Very, us yeah,
3: very magnetic tackler.
2: Chris Barnes had 3 run stops and recovered the muff snap, didn't play as much. Well,
3: Campbell had that pick too. I don't know
2: if you yes. that. Yes, sorry. Yes, Campbell had the pick late in the game too. I believe that pressure was forced from uh Either Chauncey Rivers or Jonathan Garvin—I don't remember—but they had a fair amount of snaps too. Alluded to it earlier. Someone else we need to talk about
3: more like Chauncey
2: Waterfalls. (laughs) Oh God, I forgot about that. Yeah, that joke. Yeah, excellent joke. Still, still landed. Another excellent joke. uh, Ty Summers. So we pointed (laughs) we pointed this out watching the game. He. He is very smart with, <laughs> with being seen. We had the two turnovers, the, the fumble and then the pick, and you see Ty Summers immediately Seriously. in the front for these when they run and do the D-train thing. He, guess how many snaps Ty played on Monday? Zero. He had zero defensive snaps, <laughs> <laughs> but he's the first one off the sideline just God, ready to go. I mean, if he could fill a
3: gap like that on first and 10, <laughs> geez, he'd be an all-pro. like both turnovers, he's just like front and center right away. It's like, jeez.
2: Yeah, and I guess this is the one time where I'll actually uh, ask for it. Uh, Hank, thoughts on Ty Summers this week?
1: Yeah, I just like – you know that at home – He has like a little conductor hat that like (laughs) is like above his bed and he's just like he's like no know your place. I'm the conductor. Know your place. I'm the conductor (laughs) and I make all things go. And I I don't know, like he's like I I guess you like you got like I don't blame him for running up there. I don't blame him for it. I guess I'd want
2: to be part of it too. Why
1: not? Absolutely. But I do blame him any other time he's on the field. (laughs) <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> that's fair moving on to the outside linebackers Preston Smith had two pressures uh one QB hit Gary had the first sack of the season where if you got at me last year for winning the first uh bold prediction with Kamal Martin getting a sack by chasing a quarterback out of bounds oh yeah Gary this was so much worse than that where he just like was in the vicinity and patty caked him when he fell on the ball um Gary, once again, you know, we didn't have much pressure sending four and five in the first half. And you kind of, you know, we feel really highly about Z Preston and uh, Gary's. He obviously didn't play, but you'd like to see a little bit more out of them. The pocket doesn't really seem to collapse all that much. But at the same time, uh, Gary did have a winning percentage of 19.2 for reference. TJ Watt last year led the league in 29 and to round out the top 10 Demarcus Lawrence was 10th at 21 percent so Gary still is apparently pressuring them but I'm not I guess I'm not seeing it as much as other people apparently.
3: yeah they're uh, they're not getting home with four and yeah the big actually the big talk of the blogos blogosphere this week and in, in Packers world was how LaFleur mentioned I think in his postgame presser about uh he he chatted with Barry at halftime and was like hey you know the, the man coverage isn't working. It's time to dial up some pressure. And now people are kind of running with it like, oh, the D coordinator is not coordinating his defense and you well, need the head coach to do that. And yeah, I don't know. It might be a little overblown, but I mean, I think LaFleur is is absolutely right in to butt in and say, hey, Barry, it's, uh, it's time to heat well, it up.
2: Because I saw that this morning too because... Aaron Nagler obviously tweeted about that where you know know, that was the big talk after because Matt LaFleur said hey maybe we should send more do one or the other and Nagler tweeted out the fact that so many people are taking this one mention of a halftime conversation between a coach and his coordinator and blowing it up into a narrative is almost shocking well Nagler is great most of the time but it's also like fuck you man like like well like I said earlier We're fourth least in blitzing. We have the least amount of QB pressures in the league. We should have zero sacks on the season, which would be two less than any other team. And six quarters through the season, the offensive-minded head coach had to go to a defensive coordinator who has been a defensive coordinator for four seasons. and had to say, hey, let's switch it up and actually fucking pressure Jared Goff. When we're going up against Jared Goff and Jameis Winston and we couldn't bring the heat. Like I'm sorry, but there is when we're dumb idiots and we're seeing shit and we see the coach saying the same shit. I mean, it should be pretty easy. And once again, LaFleur has history with this guy. LaFleur came into the league in the Rams as like an assistant. So think of LaFleur was an assistant under this guy before, you know, on the offensive side, they worked together. He was a higher up and now he has to go to and be like, dude, what are we fucking doing? It's like, I obviously got a little heated This is there, Yeah, but. this is uh, Outrage Inception
3: because LaFleur was outraged. Barry wasn't <laughs> blitzing. So then people were outraged that LaFleur <laughs> needed to do that. And so then Nagler were outraged that people were outraged. And now you're outraged that Nagler's outraged that people are outraged. Welcome to the internet. Crazy. Yeah,
2: that's how it works.
1: I'm just going to say I'm just like feeling – I just like that – that outrage right Mm now Mm -hmm. Uh, just like watching it like feeling it in my right knee my bad knee and like it's just that was great like just chill down my whole body and just sitting there now like a little home and you know I just like I have two I have two things to add okay Hank and the theme here is friendship and so the first one is like I just want to self promote and read my, my tweet about Joe Barry okay Joe Berry is a great example of why you don't hire your friends to a job because they just tell you they're going to do a great job, <laughs> then they end up on your podcast for a second time talking about why they like this year's rosters names. <laughs> I did not. Wow, that, see that sounds very up. familiar. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah who's so, that about? like, I think sometimes it's hard when you're like hiring your friends, right? Like, maybe, maybe that would be my advice to Matt as someone who doesn't have a lot of friends and so has never had to hire any friends and also doesn't have a job where hiring privileges. Right. Mm -hmm. But don't hire your friends. Second thing about friendship is like,
2: (laughs) I forgot there was a second.
1: Like I had a friend once. It was a long time ago, but you know, um, I think like I was a little over eager and I was always like, Hey James, do you want to hang out? You know, and I would like ask him maybe twice a day, and Mm -hmm. sometimes it would be over text, and like this was before Red Messages. But no, hold on. This, this, I'm just, I just want to finish this. But that's what I would say. Like that little bit of pressure. That's the type of pressure Rashawn Gary's been getting.
2: (laughs) Perfect. Well, speaking of pressure, moving on to the defensive line, Kenny Clark is what the only guy to talk about. He had five pressures allegedly on Monday. Uh. Apparently in the second half, they moved him around to another adjustment from Barry. They moved Kenny over right And then after that, he was getting more pressure. So that's nice. Um, and he was the highest rated player on, on defense, along with uh, Devondre Campbell. Speaking of the rated players, Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, and Kingsley Kiki were the, third, the three lowest rated players on defense. Kiki was the lowest, and he is the lowest rated player on the Packers right now. He had a lot of kind of hype going into this year. This is his third season. I I don't know what to say. It's still still kind of tough to judge defensive linemen, but the pass rushing defensive lineman Kingsley Interior, Kiki yeah. isn't really showing up very much right now. Yeah,
3: you were uh, you're a big Kiki guy, weren't you?
2: Yeah, I mean there was a lot of good hype with him. You know him and those couple games last year too, where him and Gary seemed to show up and each have like a sack or two and. Maybe they'll come and burst, but God, he's getting beat off the line. Nothing close to Tyler Lancaster. I'm sure a lot of people saw that clip from Ben, oh Fennel, where my he just goodness, got where, yeah, he pushed said, backwards. I think
3: he said you'd literally be better if you just like, uh, what do you say? Like it'd be better if you just like laid down, yeah, literally, and not, and not even get blown <laughs> over like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally. And that's uh, that's all I had for the defense. Um, I don't know. Better. Still 17 points. Like we said, with Adams, like the most. Oh, my God, out of nowhere, what a great game with the defense. It's like, well, 17 points. Yeah, you'd take that every single mm-hmm. week. But uh, with that, we will move on to Is Kyle an Idiot? No. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right, we are back. Is Kyle an Idiot for the week? Kyle, you are 2-1 and one thus far, thus proving you are not an idiot. But that could change today. Oh, no. no three more questions i do now have a question uh checker i work with a man named william and i always ask him the questions beforehand to see if you know maybe i'm way off with the difficulty he is a fan he listens to the show so he does have kind of an idea of your okay
3: william uh just you know we'll be in touch for future segments and uh you know maybe you can slide me a couple answers i wish or a couple i had questions. a friend named william
2: Oh, and that's <laughs> Hank's still here. We we're adding a lifeline too if Kyle once a week, if he doesn't know the answer, he can ask Hank for help. So we'll see how that goes. I'm sure mm-hmm. it could only be positive. First question. Before we all know Randall Cobb is back, before the 2021 season, who was the last player to wear number 18? Uh so not like the training camp and correct to make the fifty-three man
3: roster. Uh I don't think anyone wore it after Cobb left. Is can I use my? Uh, actually, no. Hmm. Eighteen. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Well, what what would your
3: guess? Uh. Eighteen. Who the hell is it?
2: Whoa. Go with go with your gut.
3: I don't have a. I li- you had a I'm, gut. Uh, I'm. You all had I can think a about gut. It's that quarterback, the DeGaulle or whatever. He was not on the was, 53. I know. Monster.
2: Go with your gut. Um. Oh. Uh. You're thinking too hard. It wasn't no. How am I thinking too hard? You're thinking too hard. Before the 2021 season, who was the last player to wear number 18
3: on the Green Bay Packers? Correct. Um. Uh, it's not Is it No, Tavon was 16.
2: Correct. Uh I don't know. Help help him.
1: Can it be Randall Cobb?
2: It is Randall Cobb. It's not fair that he tricked you like that. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Nobody did wear number eighteen in the time Randall Cobb left, so he they did cut uh, that quarterback, De, not Deguara, della della or whatever the hell it was, to give him number eighteen back. But I mean, you had it, so I'll give you that, Kyle. Like, come on, it's. I was trying. I couldn't have pushed you any further to be like, go with your gut. Go with. It's not that hard. Kyle, come on. It's okay. Turn that frown upside down. Kyle isn't happy. Next question, please. You know, I've written like 150 of these fucking questions. It's (laughs) getting tough. Okay. Number two. What team has Aaron Rodgers lost to the most in the playoffs? The Niners. Correct. Who are we playing this week? Great job, Kyle. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs)
3: Okay.
2: Oh, well, no. What what were we going to say? Well,
3: it's related to Stump spinny, so.
2: Okay. Oh, good. Wow, you're prepared this week. Mm -hmm. Number three, the third question, which is what three means. Vernon Davis was a first-round draft pick for the Niners back in the day. Who did the Packers draft one pick before him?
3: Jeez. This had to have been 08, 07, 09. Something like
2: that. It's one of those years.
3: One pick before him. He was a high pick. I remember he was a crazy prospect out of Maryland. <sighs> one pick before him. This this might be, this might be really dumb. No, this is actually for sure dumb. <laughs> I'm not gonna guess it. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, well then maybe it's this one. Uh, I'll go. I'll go with
2: Clay Matthews. AJ Hawk <sighs> is the correct answer. Per- is that who you're thinking oh of? Oh, my
3: God. I thought that was too far back. Yeah, wasn't that 05?
2: Go- mm, no. Uh, Son of a bitch. I was going to go with was AJ. I, ca- I can't remember. Now I can't remember what year it is. Maybe it was 2006. Well, God, it was Nick nice. Collins and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, AJ Hawk. That was still weird. It was really weird. I went back and saw Ted Thompson's comments on AJ Hawk, and it was the most glowing review I've ever heard him talk about a player. I'm
3: so pissed. Because I knew Vernon was a
2: high pick, so it had to have been around the time. Well, tit for tat, you know, Cobb, A.J. Hawk. so you're still coming out ahead. No, that Cobb
3: question was horrific.
2: Either way, uh, pretty good yeah. for the week there. Two and three one, and you three. were four and, and two three. No, on the season. I'm no,
3: I'm not taking that. Wow. I'm okay. three
1: and three. Wow. Rough. You stand up for yourself. Yeah. I, I, this Listen is, to and you This is me it. standing up. I'm and, not. I'm not getting just, a pity win. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying you need to believe in yourself. Thank because you. Because your your instinct is right and your guts right and it's trim and it's looking Th- great.
3: Thank you. Wow. Thank that you. That
2: was very nice. All right, Kyle. What is much. the stump spenny question this week? Uh. <laughs> what is Roger's
3: regular season record oh. against the Niners?
2: Can you tell me how many games there are? Eight. God, it is not good. It can't be good. I feel like the only time we beat them is when they have their backup. We beat Colin Kaepernick once. We beat uh, Nick Mullins, and then we beat uh, Jimmy G last year. Is there any between there? Monday night. Monday night what we had a monday night game or did
3: more? mullins get that start yeah i, I thought th- Mul- that was a prime time game.
2: game well just because that you're murmuring there i'm gonna are, is it four and four no it's three and five what five is it and three god damn it yeah. yeah oh five and three so we have two more wins
3: yeah um
2: god i guess they were pretty shitty before um well no because uh fucking that guy i hated uh Harbaugh, God, I, he, was, he was. Oh yeah,
3: now. um, yeah, but I I only found it in the article, and the, he's zero three against him in the postseason, zero owen three.
2: Yeah, well, you knew that, and that uh, the three yeah, losses,
3: that is uh painful.
2: Mm-hmm. Pain, like you like to say on the podcast, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, the trivia for the week. We'll move right into the preview. We are playing the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football. once again. We've talked about this before, but my favorite broadcast, I do like the Sunday Night. You can't really beat the two guys calling it. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth kind of sucks, whatever. Uh, 720 kickoff. He does have such a good smile, though. That's true. He's got a weird-shaped head, but he's got a nice smile. Uh, The Niners are favored by 3.5. Over-under is 50.5. This game is in San Francisco where we never seemed to really be able to win unless we're going up against a broken Niners team. CJ Beathard. Yeah. CJ Beathard, who I remember. You. Yeah. A drunk girl before told me that I look like CJ Beathard. This was back when she was going to Iowa. She told me. So Mm. there you go. Fun fact. Um, yeah, the Niners on offense, they're 18th in yards, 15th pass yards, 9th in rushing yards, 8th in points. Jimmy G has a completion percentage of 70.7 this season. He's only been sacked once. The running backs are all banked up. Not really sure who's going to start. Mostert, who destroyed us in the playoffs, is on the IR. He's out for the year. Elijah Mitchell, the guy who kind of popped up this preseason, he has a concussion, I believe, and he didn't practice today either. So, We're not really sure who's going to be the running back. Yeah,
3: their running back room is hilarious. It's literally like eight names deep. Like they just poached someone from the Bengals practice right? who is a mammoth of a human. Oh, yeah. And uh, they got, yeah, that rookie from Ohio State who's banged up. Yep, yeah. Hasty, he's done for a while, yeah.
2: It's bad that even though they're – you know, the walking dead right now in that running back room, I still believe they're going to run the ball pretty good on us. Cause Shanahan yep. just always can scheme against us. Yep. Uh, for receivers, Debo Samuel is the leading receiver. 15 receptions, 282 yards, one touchdown. They also have great Kittle, obviously uh, just 95 yards on the season. Hasn't scored Brandon. Ayuk in the second year, he hasn't done a hell of a lot this year. And they have Muhammad Sanu as well uh, on defense. They're 13th in points. They have five sacks on the season. Nick Bosa has three of them. He's obviously pretty fucking good. D. Ford is still on the team, has a sack on the season two. Eric Armstead is another great guy in the front seven. Josh Norman actually plays on the team. A little fun fact. I don't know if a lot of us remember that. And they have Jimmy Ward, pretty good safety back there too. So that is the San Francisco 49ers. They are 2-0. They beat the Eagles last week after beating the Lions week one. Uh, I don't know. It's tough to not get the heebie-jeebies thinking about going against Kyle Shanahan, at least for me. It's, once again, any type of offensive mind seems to do really well against whatever defense and defensive coordinator we have. Kyle, what you thinking?
3: Uh, Yeah, the, the heebie-jeebies is pretty much a great way to sum it up, going to San Fran for this game and a Kyle Shanahan coach team against – a Kyle Shanahan coach offense against a Joe Barry coach defense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I'm terrified there. I mean – only being three and a half point dogs is is a good sign to me because, like we've mentioned before, three is kind of the pretty much the standard that a home team gets. So Vegas really only thinks it's about a. The Niners are about a half a point better. So, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I'm very nervous, but I think the offense can score enough points. I think Aaron Rodgers can match. Uh, cause this defense isn't what we're used to, like the, when we went to San Fran and lost 35 to eight, this is not the same defense as that.
2: Yeah. Similar. Well, right. Similar personnel. They have talent, but Sala is the head coach of the Jets. Yeah. As well,
3: and so. so I think if it, if it, I think Rogers can put enough points to where if it is a shootout, um, the, they'll be competitive, but yeah, it just comes down
2: to if Barry can put together enough stops. It will be interesting, too. We've talked a lot about the offensive line, or at least a little bit, especially the youth in the middle there. This will be a good test because they do have a pretty solid front seven, and I'm sure they'll scheme things up that they haven't seen so far against, you know, the Lions and the Saints. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, i still worried. Um, but, shit, I guess we can get right into predictions. Kyle, what is your score or prediction for this Ooh, game? Oh, man, this is this is a tough one. I really... Uh, Elton Jenkins, you know, still iffy. Yeah, I
3: feel like he's going to be questionable. considered as well because huge. I mean that matchup with him and Bolsa is going to be fireworks. But then, I mean, whoever Trent Williams goes up against, whether it be Preston or Gary, I think. Yeah, Trent. I mean, he's he's the one B to Bakhtiari's one A in Terms yeah. of left tackles, yep. so he's gonna shut down whoever he's matched up with.
2: He did, uh, he signed a contract this offseason, too, where he pretty much like barely, like, it was yeah, like a dollar more. It was than like, a, yeah, it Fox was right. like
3: 0.005, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think I still I'll never pick up against the Packers. It's uh, oh, I, I forgot to mention this. I and I said this to you guys, but not to the listeners. I said if the Packers win by more. Then six points against the Lions. It's back to relentless optimism. And so <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm here now um, until Joe Barry uh, gets 40 hung on him. But okay, here's the prediction. It's going to be the Packers. The Packers, 31, 28.
2: 31, 28. Yes yep god i have a pretty similar score and honestly i keep going back and forth with the score i have a score of 28 27 mm. Mm. i feel like it's got to be one of these games has got to be more of a nail biter with both of us at full strength it's kind of weird too the uh matt lafleur i'll just mention this briefly um so the, one of the things that kicked off the summer of Rodgers was that morning of the draft was that little rumor that the Niners were trying to trade uh. for Aaron Rodgers. Well, a lot of people think that there was some form of tampering that Kyle Shanahan was actually talking to Rodgers and it was a last-ditch effort like, hey, if they're going to move on from you, maybe we could do it right now before they you know, drafted Trey Lance. So Matt was kind of asked about it today and... Matt's a very bad liar, and he couldn't care less about it. So I wonder how much tampering actually did go on. It sounds like maybe there was a call that was made, and they threw it off right right away. But it's something. I wonder how much that'll be talked about before the game. But whatever, we'll see. He's
3: kind a very. Uh, I mean, Kyle Shannon is well respected, and uh, I could see him pulling the stink. And moves. and in obviously a a a a football mind that is unlike. A lot of people on earth who have ever been in the NFL, but... He's just got a trust fund baby aura <laughs> to him, he, and just a skeevy little yeah, skeevy little rat. Just was, getting in between the the crevices and just finding any little advantage or 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 loophole he can. He just,
2: uh, especially when he was with the Falcons, I had that feeling because it was like, oh, he's you know the son of you know yeah, all yeah. that, and now but um, but
3: and yeah, but he's he, proved, and I feel bad, proven but that. like he's obviously proven that he's his offensive game plans and his offensive mind is like. Second to none in the league. When
2: we fired Mike McCarthy was that year that the Niners were struggling as well with a lot of injuries, and that's when I was like, I hope they fucking mm, fire Shannon because po- yeah. I would have loved him to be the head coach. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> tampering with Matt's QB, it's kind of like an older brother like kissing his younger brother's wife. Wow.
3: Yeah. Well, hey and that's they, just you can't that's crossing so many lines. It's yeah.
2: Oof. Yeah. No one no one kisses someone else's quarterback either. So <laughs> Thank you for the Hank. Yeah, I'll go 28-27 Packers win. Hank, what is your prediction?
1: Yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm not going to be <laughs> relentlessly optimistic yet. Um
0: but Sounds like I, you. I and I
1: cuz I can't go the other way as a fan cuz if I go the other way like the opposite's going to happen. Mm, and so like I have I think you to give
3: yourself too much credit.
1: Ooh, I don't know. Well, until until I'm in the basement, fair. being like, why the hell did I predict that? You live in a basement? I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just going to go, you know, 1-0-T, 24-24. 24, 24. 24,
2: 24. <laughs> 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 Predicting a tie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That would be remarkable. You would win <laughs> predictions for the season yeah. if that happens. Yeah. That reminds me a lot. Homer for ESPN. He predicted a score and... It happened, and it was a Scorigami. Like the most unbelievable. What? Yeah, I forgot what game it was. Scoregami, uh, I love those. Predicting it, too. Unbelievable. Kyle, what is your bold prediction for the week?
3: <sighs> I I said I wouldn't do it.
2: You know, sorry, once again, uh, we haven't explained it yet this you year. You just totally
3: ruined my.
2: Bold, bold predictions are something that probably won't happen. It would be rare, but this is our bold out there prediction for the week. Sorry, we didn't say that last week. <laughs>
3: I said I wouldn't do it again Ever <laughs> since I last did it
2: Uh oh Uh oh Hank do you hear that
3: But Do you hear it You hear it It's, it's rumbling
0: Uh oh
3: He's back baby All aboard MVS Express I said the pot was boiling and now we have a grease fire oh, on our hands. Is I that don't a good thing or a bad thing. I don't thing? I actually don't know <laughs> where I don't know why it's I that made no from sense.
2: Aaron Rodgers hair. You're yeah. boiling a, a pot of grease. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> yeah. okay. And now there it's going to be fireworks baby. And I'm telling you it's going to be a oh, no, hold on. I'm going to go 70 plus yard touchdown for mvs all right it's uh, happening it, it's it's happening they're, they're the niners secondary is probably actually is definitely the weakest yes, bunch on their yes. defense and mvs has got olympian speed it's it's happening this week 70 plus yard touchdown all if right it's a 68 yard touchdown i still cash
2: and all right 65 that.
3: plus yard touchdown oh,
2: Seventy. Ah, uh, you sixty-seven plus sixty. There we go. Break, break the middle of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey, that's a great prediction. I had two touchdowns last week as my prediction for MVS, and he had no catches. So good luck on that. <laughs> uh, my bold prediction. We've talked about him a bit. Eric Stokes' first career INT. Ooh. I just think it's due. He's. For not being a playmaker, he's right around the ball quite a bit. Maybe it'll be, you know, just a little bit worse of a ball. It is Jimmy G after all. Three really not good quarterbacks to start yeah, this season. Yeah, and,
3: and yeah, that's a good one because Kyle strikes me as the type where he's not going to throw out Jair because he is smart. And so he's going to want to pick on Stokes a lot. And yeah, that's your, I think you're going to get a lot of chances for that one to cash.
2: I sure hope so. Hank, what is your bold prediction?
1: I just have to say, like last year, I was sitting when i've heard my first mvs express you know sitting Mm -hmm. watching the rain leak down the basement wall yeah and to be here and hear an mvs express in person um i don't know it's hard it's like how far have i really come yeah Yeah. you've made it Thanks. that's nice to hear actually for us too thank you yeah and so i think My bold prediction is that... You you remember that play last year from Derrick Henry on Josh Norman? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's A.J. Dillon time. Whoa.
3: (laughs) Okay. So we get like aj Dylan yeah, what produces a, a meme
1: produces a, yeah like a meme and i like cartwheel <laughs> cartwheel like one of those like dun, 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 dun. and like it's like just like going off into different like landscapes oh okay
3: i gotcha that's a yeah. little yeah. better
2: now i follow kyle yeah. thank you yeah this is at,
3: this inclined. is i love this ball prediction it's very unique <laughs> like to a- AJ Dillon to produce a meme. That's
2: okay. That's well, great. We'll have to track it because Cheesehead TV does have him on a weekly show. Don't listen to it. Just listen to us. So if they're <laughs> the ones who create it, you know we'll take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. They're trying to promote, but their own it, brand. if it's
3: like if you got like, you know, you know it's a meme. If like the the <laughs> the Sports Center account is yeah. tweeting some stupid joke with like the the laughing emoji caption like oh who god. made this <laughs> who did this fam <laughs>
1: Beecher Repo- Bleacher Report is doing it and exactly. then everyone's like why? Yeah. why what did you what did you just write like who did this
2: fam who did this what are those yes so we'll we'll see it'll be su- it'll be subjective the most subjective uh prediction we've AJ Dillon's so lit <laughs> oh god but yeah uh With that, closing out the episode here quick before Hank has his, you know, according to Hank, if you could please leave a review or rating, that would be great. Just go on iTunes there quick or Spotify, whatever. Leave a five-star review. It would be great. More people will listen. We do have a new review this week from J-Dog. Five stars, cream of the crop. The only podcast I listen to. Refreshing to hear self-aware Packer fans talk about the team and not act like experts. Ah, Cut and dry pretty easy. Thank you. J Dog. Shout out,
3: J Dog. Hell yeah. Clear, He's concise, self aware. I like that. I like to consider myself self aware. Ooh.
1: That rolls right
2: off the tongue. But with that, uh I'm I'm too aware of myself. Mm. We know. Times. Yeah, you live in a in a basement, your aunt and uncle's basement. We know. <laughs> with that, uh close out the show. Everyone's favorite segment. Hank, according to Hank, what do you have this week?
1: Yeah, all right. So it won't be as long this week, I guess. But like, I just had a couple thoughts. So I was like watching the game and sitting in the ment and you know just getting through the week. And like I said, like it's the not Mint. not nothing's perfect right now. It's like I'm half I'm half here, half there. You know, copied kind of in that like liminal week right now. And so like first off, I have Jason Space. And because hopefully Jace is in a different universe right now. Um, I'm okay with him not being on the team pretty much. And, you know, we'll see what the Seahawks can do with him, I guess. Next is stoke the fire. Because, I I mean, self-explanatory. We got got some heat on the defense now. It's good to see. Um, I get it. I'm really hoping that it wasn't just the rain that made the Lions a little wet and uh, hard hard to hold on to stuff, you know. So I'm just hoping that, you know, I'm just hoping it's more just like there's some real heat on the defense. So we can build on that momentum. You know, the next thing is, yeah, like, it is tough, right? Yeah. Um, this is, This is tough. So I'm just going to say, like, it's kind of like I feel like the dating game right now. Look like the Packers. It's like sometimes, like I don't know. Like the second date was okay. You know, it was good, and like the girl was cool. Um, guy was cool too. Like it doesn't matter. Like I guess it just depends on. I, I just don't want to leave anyone out of this conversation. Thank you um, so much. And so, like, but the first the, the the day before the girl before the guy before just left that hole in the heart and I just I don't know what to do I can't stop thinking about what had happened at one point in my life and you know I can't stop thinking about Cindy and Cindy I never want to be with you but I understand I understand that you are part of who I am and you make up my life and so every relationship going forward you're there Next, never question the boss except when it's a matter of helping Kyle. And so, like, I really just have to say this, Spencer, but that question was like the uncool teacher question, Yo, right? It was like thanks. the science teacher who was like, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm a science teacher and I know biology and evolution. See, Hank and, gets it, man. And, like, so, like, you try got to the question him. right, Hank. Well, I know, but that's because I've been tricked so much <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Thank you, Hank. Yeah, next, Fair. My next thing is if Brian Greasy says one more thing about AJ Dillon, I'm going to go to Chet's car. I'm going to steal a windshield wiper, and I'm going to make a fucking shank. <laughs> Whoa, all right. That's, let's reel and, it in. He's uh, yeah. far away, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, I'll i say this before I get into, like, what I'll, what I'll get into. But win for the pack. There's also a win for Hank here. I have a job interview at Menards this week. Oh, it was a rough first half, um, but it was a strong second. And w- when I left, the manager he he said, "You know, you know, we're always looking for talent, and you look like you're built to carry wood."
2: That's that's really nice. I hope I hope you get it. Menards is a great good place l- to good work. Good luck,
3: man. I, yeah, everyone I really wish everyone wish Hank luck.
1: I really like the like the strange assortment of snacks. Yeah. And okay. so lastly is we, we got, so still not a fan of Her- Heron Rogers book choice. And so I'm just gonna, I'm going to do like, I guess going off his choice of the giver, kind of like a book list that I could see him creating. Right. So the first book is a book like about, a young girl and boy, and they discover friendship and loss and heartbreak. Um, Bridge to Bear, Terabithia. <laughs> Terrible movie. Second Isn't that chronicles. The of... second um, book is, you know, it's a loved favorite among children everywhere. Hatchet.
3: <laughs>
2: I do love. That's like the last book I read.
3: Yeah, fifth grade. Me loves that book.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, third would be The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale.
2: So that is the e- mock egregious name.
1: Um, for I just got to say the movie is much or like is not as good as the book for this one just so we know. Um, and it's where the wild things are. <laughs> Next one, The Power of Now by uh, Eckhart Toll Six, like this book is good. It's a book about friendship. Um you might have be familiar with Harold and uh George and their like adventures with Mr. Krupp but Captain Underpants by Dave Pickley.
2: Um I do love this, the yeah, the be yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um and seven, the divergent series. Uh oh. Hank,
2: where are you getting with this?
1: Well, we know we know with Divergent,
2: right? Like why that would be on the book list. Well, obviously because Roger's fiance or wife, whatever they are now. Um, what's her name again?
3: Shailene Woodley.
2: Yeah, so yes. it would be a
1: shameless pl- plug, right? She acted in oh. those yeah, oh. movies, Yeah. But basically with this book list, the big thing is like everything I can tell. Aaron Rodgers actually hasn't read a book <laughs> since he was in fifth grade, sixth grade maybe. Like, I I can't help wondering, like, I think we should start a segment called, like, is it Hank's IQ (laughs) or the Lexile level of the book Rogers is reading? (laughs) I don't know how to respond. What is the lexile level? Yeah. I don't. It's like how complicated the word and sentence structure is in the book. You work at a, at a <laughs> car wash? <laughs> you know the lexile well, level. Well, I had a reading problem when I was in school, and so, like, I was, I was a slave to the lexile level, and okay. so that makes all my teachers was like, well, is this a lexile level that Hank can handle, and usually the answer was no, <laughs> and so... You know, now, now, like when I'm having a tough time, like Uncle will be like, "Hey, look at, look at, there's Lexile loser Hank, <laughs> big fucking loser, can't oh. even read."
2: You can, you can read. <laughs> I mean, clearly, okay. you we, can read, though. Yeah, you had an interview. Screw we're all that guy. We're rude I did
1: have out. an interview, and but like most of the interview, like fair warning was was like oral
2: oh you had to talk a lot yeah okay most of
1: the interview was talking okay so wasn't doing a lot of reading during the interview but i i can read okay
2: i i think so you're you're a pretty good talker too sometimes you might uh trail on i hope hopefully you didn't have too many large tangents that got you into trouble in the interview but we're all wishing you the best of luck there hank hopefully hopefully next week we'll have some Positive news from you for a change
1: I really really hope so I feel like this could be the one Alright
2: I, I think so too Is that all you have this week For recording to Hank Hank
1: Yeah that's a short week but That's all I got um, Make sure to check out the book
2: list At a 6th grade classroom near you <laughs> Alright Well with that I don't have anything else Kyle do you have anything else I do not Hank still nothing else I'm just so happy to be here <laughs> Okay well, with that, Sean Rowe, please don't sue us. Go Pack Go! I've
0: been up too late in this dive bar and dipped the wrong song into alcohol Now I love you But I can't believe you're from Ohio I love your squid tattoo I of the way you live I of your black lipstick that you're speaking with Yeah, you strike me as just a ride Beer in my hand tonight. I'm gonna spill this room. I'm gonna change my life.